Hello, and welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to be a privateer with a secret identity and a love for making the people around you want to punch you in the face. <laughs> I do it all the time. Nods. <laughs> it was so, it's so hard to not say it. Like, it's like, I have no other like cheap half-assed response to things. Like, I do it all the time. This week, we're talking all things Siege and Storm by Lee Bardugo. After escaping the Shadowfold, Alina and Mal are on the run, but the Darkling quickly catches up to them, continuing his quest to take hold of Alina's power. With the help of an infamous privateer, Alina gained a second amplifier and control of the Grisha army. Despite her escape, the Darkling still has a dark hold on her, playing with her mind and making her question, should she have her power or her humanity? And which one would help her save the future of Rafa? I'm Emberlyn, and how am I supposed to think about anything else but the bees? I'm Caitlin, and buzz, 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 buzz. <laughs> it's all about the bees, baby. Uh, it is. It is. I can't stop thinking about the bees. Can't wait for the bees to update. Need more bees. So many more bees. So many more bees. And... <laughs> If you know, you know. Yeah, but I'm not gonna explain it. No, because I think I think it's just it's contextually like first of all I'm gatekeeping, and then second of all I am gatekeeping. Uh, I'm beekeeping. Oh! <laughs> oh wow. Oh right, we are talking about Siege and Storm. We promise we'll actually talk about the book this week. Um, so what did you think about the world building? Um, I liked it uh i i'm like trying to trying to remember i mean like i feel like in general with this series it's good series they have like really good fun little themes of like um i feel like just international politics because there are all these different countries aside from ravka which is where alina and her whole story is based Mm -hmm. um but then of course like there's now as we're learning all of these like not mythical creatures per se, cryptids perhaps, <laughs> that Alina has to capture in order to like gain her true power as a sun summoner, which is very interesting. Um, but for this particular book, I really liked the sea setting so much that I almost spent we- wish we spent more time there. Like, I'm a biased person in that I love the ocean like so much, but the whole time I just remember being like, I want to go to there. I want to go to there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, reading this one, it it was kind of nice because you're already familiar with the world by this point because it is the second book. But I did like that we got snippets of the world outside of Ravka with Mal and Alina over Onovia Zem in the beginning. And then just like more talks of like Fyrda and Shuhan throughout the book and how they kind of fit politically into this world, Um, which was never something that I I thought I was going to care about. But the more this series goes on, I do care about it so much more than I ever did. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really interesting to get more of that. Um, and it was nice to be familiar with this world only two books in. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like you, there's not a lot of setting up that you have to do in advance because it's like you can jump right into it. That's the wonderful thing about these books, you know. Um, was there, like, a specific moment that hooked you about this book? For me, it was the siege of the sea whip turned escape plan that happened in chapter four uh when we find out that Sturmhand and his crew were never actually working for the darkling 
Uh, this whole scene played out like a movie in my head, and I loved it so much because even though we just met him like two chapters ago, I already was absolutely in love with Sturmhan because how can you not be? Um, I love him so much. And uh, Antolia and Tamar uh, were super interesting. So finding out they had all tricked the Darkling into thinking they were helping him only to have their own plans was so amazing. And it's just so much happens in this one chapter. Like you find out the twins are heartrenders. Ivan dies. Mm-hmm. Genya stays with the Darkling. They successfully steal the Sea Whip away from the Darkling and the Shadow Monsters. And it's all just so much so soon that mm-hmm. the first time I read this book, this was the chapter that made me keep reading like all into the night that I almost had the book finished because yeah, I, was I was like, time to go. <laughs> I know. I feel like you finished. I kind of remember this. I feel like you finished this whole book in like one day. I, yeah, basically. <laughs> I read, I think I read like the first chapter one day and then the second through like maybe chapter 20 and yeah. the next day. And then I finished it the next morning. It was, it was a really quick read for me. It is. Yeah. What was your hook? Um, for when we learn who Sturmhan actually is, I feel like, yeah. Um, not just because of the significance it has to be now, having read, like, all of the books, because I love Nikolai Lansov with every ounce of my being. Like, (laughs) this is, this is, this beyond for me makes the book. Um, Mm -hmm, he slays mm -hmm. the house down boots, like, some of his lines, like, there are times when it's like, there's this forced quippiness to a point where sometimes you're like, okay, we get it, you're like, really fucking cool. But yeah. I also just enjoy his character so much that I don't care. Like, correct. I feel yeah. Like more so in the later books, uh, I kind of like really fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. But just meeting him in this book is so special to me. And I don't know if maybe I just love that so much now, having read them all, that I, when I come back to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's so good. It's like, it's like, ah. Uh, Ah, like him. <laughs> yeah, and I remember reading it for the first time and not knowing, like, oh, like who's this guy? Who's this guy? But who's now this? it's like, oh, him. Yeah. Well, I I think it says so much to, and I know I'll talk about this more later on, but it says so much to where you get a new character in this book of a full of characters that you already know and love. That sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like with sequels is like all right why do i care about this person do i care about this person like Mm -hmm. i'm kind of comfy with the people i already know at this point but then he just immediately enters and you're just like yeah i like him (laughs) like this guy i trust this guy with my life i would do anything for him i would invite him to antonio's quinceanera (laughs) i would yeah i just i don't know and i think i think it's because he's like He's, like, quippy in the sense that it's not like, and here is a really uh, intelligent, quippy line for you to, like, that's, like, stereotypical. It's just, like, he says it and everyone else around him goes, ugh. <laughs> that makes you go, yeah. <laughs> I like him for that. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just thinking about the metaphor I just used and the backstory behind it. Why would Antonio, who's clearly a 50-year-old Italian man, be having a quinceanera? That's a really good question. Why, why would I? I, I don't think I didn't. It was funny. It's like I paused for a second because I was like, Antonio and Quintanilla, I don't think fits, but I'm just going to keep going with it. Huh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I feel like I feel like there are times when I'm just like, ah, oh, this guy. But then I'm like, yeah. but I love him. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's ugh, this guy again. Affectionate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have, like, a favorite quote from this book? 
Um, I have a few, and most of them, surprise, surprise, are from Nikolai or about yeah. Nikolai because yeah. he really just has the best lines. Um, the first, right. like, there really are just so many hilarious lines in this book. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what I love about Lee's writing is, like, she writes, like, these beautiful and fantastical worlds, but also there's just, like, so much humor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this line comes from Alina. And she says, Sturmhand had a way of talking that made me want to shoot someone, preferably him. Yeah. <laughs> and I really think that just sums him up in one yeah. line, yeah. which I think is great. Um, the second one was another one that made me laugh out loud was uh, from Alina saying, the Darkling just stared out into the waves. I considered shoving him over the railing. Sure, he was 100 years old, but could he swim? <laughs> like, I just, but could he swim? <laughs> like, I'm just picturing Alina being like, Hmm. I wonder if this will work. And just shoving him overboard, and then he just drowns <laughs> because he can't swim. It's like, oh, so it was that easy. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, you. The book is over, and we're done. <laughs> thank you for coming, everybody. <laughs> um, I love anything worth doing. Always starts out as a bad idea. I will mm. live by that quote. Really like yeah. it. Um, and this one is about Nikolai from Alina when he um turns like he loses like the disguise that he had as Sturmhand mm-hmm. and he turns like back into himself. He says, she says he looked completely different, but he was unmistakably Sturmhand and he's handsome. I thought with a baffling jab of resentment. <laughs> and I think it's so funny because Alina is like so mad, but she looks at him and she goes, Oh no, he's hot. It's just, it's like, you want to be mad. It's like, of course you're pretty Oh, I can't stand I, it. <laughs> I have to like you on behalf of how hot you are. Damn it. Yeah. It just made me laugh really hard. Mm-hmm. What were your favorite lines? Um, I have one, and it's just on behalf of it being, like, my mantra for this year. And that mm-hmm. is anything worth doing always starts as a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I think, how every little fun thing that Caitlin and I have gotten ourselves into in our lives is, like, basically is summed up in that line i think Um, i actually like texted you this quote when we were like let's do a podcast like mm -hmm. way back in march so Mm -hmm. i was thinking about that so yeah that's my favorite i like it it's just like choose chaos do it Mm -hmm. i dare you it'll Mm -hmm. be fine (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what song would you slay well nope (laughs) slay (laughs) what song would you slay uh, we do playlists most of the time for the books that we read, and uh, we have one for this one, maybe. <laughs> so, what song would you slay a sea whip to? Um, I like couldn't think of one, so I originally put Ocean Man <laughs> by Ween. Ween. Um, that is the name of the band for real, for real. But, like, you guys remember that from the end of Spongebob, the Ocean movie, Mario. like, the credits? That's I what I thought that. about. I don't know why, but it made me chuckle. I <laughs> I wrote that the other day when I was, like, out of my mind on a, a couple Zyrtec, and I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> um, I now know in retrospect that it's not, but um, I feel like that will have to be mine. I think that would be happy to be mine. I like it. I yeah. like it. It makes sense. You're on the ocean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about um, you? Mine would be Rabbit Heart by Florence the Machine because mm. this is a gift and it do be coming with a price. It's true. Wow. <laughs> Everything she writes, she writes for a specific time in one's life. Like She does. She does. And it, and sometimes it's the time that you have to slay the sea whip. 
<laughs> Sometimes you just gotta slay the sea with. It's okay. Yeah. Also, like speaking of Florence and the Machine, whenever I like hear that song now, I think of the fact that she at the concert was like, "I'm asking you to sacrifice something, preferably the person you came here with." I know. At the concert. <laughs> Every time that comes on, I'm just I can hear her go, make a sacrifice. It's all we ask you for, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you pick me up and throw me. Yeah, I think you did pick me up. At the oh, I think I did. I was did. like, I'm, I picked you up, and I was like, take her. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the next thing I knew, I was just off the ground. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I'm going. This is fine. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> just toss you. I'd be okay with it. I'll remember you all in therapy. <laughs> Uh, we're having like a great night for like SpongeBob references. We really are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like gonna see how many more we can throw in. <laughs> Speaking of SpongeBob references, um, I was watching the Giants game today, and we played the Jaguars. And I just I need people to look up the Jaguars quarter- quarterback. I think his last name is Lawrence. Okay. He to me looks like chiseled Squidward. Like All when right, they I'm like, ready. I'm looking it up right now. All right, where is he? Like, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> am I wrong or am I right? Yeah, you're right. Oh, he he got he's got some very defined lines on his face. Like, yeah. Trevor Lawrence. He and I think what didn't help was the fact that so Fox Sports has like these. I'm these like drawings of all the players like when they put them up for like the stats okay and um i mean they're like they're not just like little i feel i think they should be stick figures i think it'd be really funny (laughs) but they they have like artwork for all of the players um when they put up their stats sometimes and the one for him just did not help the fact that i'm like this man looks like Chisel out Squidward. Little Squidward. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I could think of the entire football game. Nice job. Yeah, that literally looks like him. Yeah, he's got like Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. There's no way to describe it, but yeah, you're right. He's a very he has very defined features. And Russian man. (laughs) (laughs) Nice guy. Love it. Give it up. Great guy. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> anyway, what character would you worship like they are a saint? So, obviously, I feel like my, my bias is showing through, but Nikolai Lansov, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. forever and ever, like, my beloved, my soulmate, light of my life, darling of my dreams, my one true god. Like, <laughs> my one true he's, god. He's everything to me. Also, Tolia and Tamar mm-hmm. um, are everything to me as well. Um, I just want them to be my buddies and my good time boys and my sweet cheeses, you know? Yeah. You also cut out for me real quick, so I was just, I'm I'm just agreeing to whatever you said. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Just Kermit meme nod. (laughs) Um, You already know I also have to say Nikolai, Tolia, and Tamar. I love these three so fucking much. I love Mm -hmm. when characters come as, like, package deals. And those three are to me. And I, oh, I just love them so much. Yes. And I, I love that, um, like, Tolia and Tamar are, like, people who, are, like, will stand by Nikolai, mm-hmm. to, like, themselves. And, like, I don't know. There's just there's just something about this dynamic that I love. And it's just the, we're, we die for each other, you know? Right. 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 That's great. Yes. Um, is there a character you would sick the Nisievo on? 
Yeah. Uh, Mal took my, Mal isn't that bad, rant from the first book and tore it to shreds. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he was on in this book. <laughs> but, <laughs> so if you listen to our episode on Shadow and Bone, I had this whole section where I'm just like, I don't get the hate for this guy. And like, I still kind of stand by that. But like this book, Bro, you're not helping the points I'm trying to make for you. You were making mistakes. You were saying stuff that was batshit insane. Mm-hmm. Like, go take a nap or a walk. Like, or a therapist's call. Or go a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, it was, like, the same. Like, I, I just, like, this is the same thing I issue I have with Ninth House. Is all the men in in this book were so shitty. Like, with the exception of Tolia. Like, yeah. um, the Darkling, obviously, mm-hmm. um, obviously, um, cause I, I mean, like, he obviously isn't, like, as prominent in this book to the extent that he was in the last book, but every time he'd show up, I'd just be like, this guy, <laughs> like, he's literally, like, the guy that you, like, accidentally invited out for drinks with your friends, and now he's just there, and you don't want him there, but he's there, <laughs> and he's, like, talking about football, and he's talking about his, like, his, like, boat collection, or whatever, <laughs> I don't know what men talk about but anyway <laughs> that's him and you're like oh my god please leave like i don't know um and then yeah mal is just like get stop it get some help like <laughs> he has no idea how to communicate and he constantly takes it on alina who clearly just like has some heavier shit going on mm-hmm. and every time he showed up with his bullshit i just like had to put the book down like it took me a long time to finish this book because whenever he'd show up i'd just be like what i just like toss it across the room because i was like this guy just like someone needs to put him in his place man like um but then the king is obviously like a spooky guy and the apparatus yeah, is a spooky like guy and nikolai is thirsty but he's also like the jenny slate to my henry winkler and parks and rec so i can't be mad at him like i know this and i love you yeah he could never do anything <laughs> wrong in his life yeah and then, yeah, so, like, everybody else can go suck eggs in hell except for, like, Toya and maybe Nikolai, but yeah, the, yeah, 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 I was yeah. stressed. The whole book, I was like, Wah! like, yeah. Yeah, I completely um, agree. Yeah. So, <laughs> what were your um, peaks and valleys for this book? What was your first peak? My first peak. Um, I love how, and I think that's, this is part of the reason why it, I, was able to like just start this book and then get done with it so quickly is that the story did not hesitate to get things started at all like mm-hmm. sometimes i feel like with sequels the beginnings of the story can be a mix of like rehashing what happened in the last book and establishing when the main character is as if like you didn't just read that book and like i guess maybe if like you're reading the book and it's been like a year before before the second one comes out but like i still like Sometimes I just want the author to assume and be like, no, I know, girl. I know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. like let's just let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, but in Siege and Storm, Lee said, nah, the Darkling finds Alina and Mel on page 16. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then the next chapter, she's on a ship with new characters. And I just felt yeah. like the book had such a strong start. Mm-hmm. And I just really appreciate like, And there's even like a line where Alina's just like, everything was happening so quickly. And I'm like, girl, I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> like, it's only right. chapter three. So much has happened. Right. So right. I really liked that. It just did not hesitate to get things going again. Yeah. I remember that from the first time I ever started reading the first book. I was or the second book. I was like, I opened it up. I was like, I just finished the second, or the first book. Wait, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still get my bearings. Um, 
yeah, the first time I opened up the second book, this book, which we're talking about right now, um, <laughs> after finishing the first book, which we talked about not too long ago. There we go. Grounded <laughs> <Good> again. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is just, we're just getting right into this. Like, I don't know if you know, like, that trick for, like, trying to get work done where you listen to the Mario Kart uh, songs. And it just... <laughs> oh, like the, like the, yeah, and you like listen to them at high speed, because um, that's how I get through my days these days, is I turn that on and I'm like, Wah! like, like for the next like eight <laughs> that's hours. That's funny. Yeah, it's, I recommend it. It's so good for the ADHD girls, because you're just like, it's very, it's like good stimming music. Anyway, that's how the beginning yeah. of this book felt. Because it was just like, we're in it! We're going! We're, <laughs> we're on Road. Rainbow Road right now! <laughs> yeah. We're going there! I was like, oh, okay! <laughs> there are 30 blue shells coming at you right now! <laughs> There's a sea whip! <laughs> Defeat it! For true power! <laughs> I was like, there's a prince! And he's a pirate! And I was like, whoa! He's a pirate, but now he's a prince! <laughs> I was like, wow, okay! Yeah! What, Lee, what did you snort for the first couple chapters of this book? Huh? Yeah, because then halfway through, you do, in fact, fall off of the course, so... <laughs> yeah. What synthetics are you on, woman? <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of like, that kind of goes with my peak, which was like, Three great, strong characters in the yeah. very, like, first couple of chapters of the book. And, obviously, all my praise goes back to Nikolai Tolia and Tamara again. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're what makes this book. I think Nikolai's character, especially, is so interesting because he has this very rich backstory where he's, like, a secret privateer. And then, actually, he's secretly not. He's just a prince. But then he's actually the prince, but he's also maybe, like, a bastard prince. Like, huh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like you just want to you the whole it's just like the whole time i'm just like sitting there with like my um my chin propped up in my hand like yeah and tell me more taking <laughs> your little feet twirling your hair. Feet, your hair tell me more about that i want to know more <laughs> say more about that yeah yeah. If it were, like, the 80s and, like, you were on the phone with Nikolai, you'd be, like, twirling the cord in your yeah. hand. <laughs> I'd, like, call my friends. I'd be like, hi, Nancy. Hi, Alice. I want the story. Morning glory. Nikolai pins me. I pinned. Did you really get pinned? Did yeah. you kiss him and cry? Yeah, I did. And I didn't put the pin on. It was really shy about it, actually. Because he doesn't uh. know his real dad is. <laughs> We had a therapy session that he did not ask for. <laughs> yeah, well, that goes into my second peak. I said nice. we cannot not talk about how much we love Nikolai fucking Lansoff. Oh, <laughs> like, he's so fun. He's such a good character, and I feel like he just really... Ju- I just... Because, you know, by this point, I've read all of the books already. And um, I... So, like, rereading this one, like, I was just, like, reliving, like, the love I have for this character immediately upon first reading it. And this one, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I know so much more about this character now. And I get to see where it all began. And I, what I love about him is that he really does come with, like, such a rich backstory and you meet him. But it's, like, it's not like you're dedicating, like, this chapter of Alina's story to talk about him and diverting from that. You're just learning it from the information that she's given. And, like, it's yes. just so and wonderful yes. like just there's just the thought of like this guy has been away from his family for so long and mm-hmm. his family sucks like yeah. so bad and I loved him like coming back and being like you're doing all of this wrong I need to fix all of your mistakes and just mm-hmm. like seeing him like yeah he's like this really like you know 
quick-witted guy and um he's got like a joke for everything and he will never answer a question directly without like just you know having something funny to say exactly like he never he he'll never give a straight answer but then like you also see him like as a leader with his parents and like um his brother uh vasily or vasily however you say it and who completely messed up and nicolas just like this is not how you do it so it was really cool to like see him be serious in that way to be like Mm -hmm. oh no like this guy's all fun and games but like he knows what he's doing right right and i also love that because i feel like I care. Uh, my favorite types of characters are the ones who are like sunshine and funny on the outside, mm-hmm. but secretly they're just they're hiding something very dark and traumatic within. And then slowly yeah. you get to just pry them open and find out what they're hiding. And then uh, you end up regretting it because then you're crying about it. You're like, oh God, who hurt you? I know now, and now I want to cry. And I'm just gonna close you yes. back up and leave you to your jokes. So, yes. Yes. and that's kind of like how Nikolai is, and. I think the immediate draw to him in this book is like there's so much more about him that you want to learn and then you get to have that and he's just someone like when he pops up later in the books you're just like aha he's back he's here (laughs) he's He's genuinely one of the best literary characters I've read he's so he's so good and I feel like I don't know I feel like if I was like coming into these books when I was in seventh or eighth grade just thinking about the the type of person if you even wanted to call me that that I was in seventh grade I would have been obsessed with him like even more so than I am now and I would have just like fully appreciated like the place he had in my yeah like he's amazing he is my fleabag character like he's just (laughs) joking around joshing around but deep inside he's like ah having the worst time um, <laughs> he, like on the outside he's just like a sh- sunshiny rainbow and on the inside he's a Ben Affleck holding a cigarette meme yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's not going well for him yeah yeah um speaking of characters my second peak is actually this is funny because I thought about this more it was originally my valley but now it's my peak and that's Alina mm-hmm. um because at first I was like this whole book she genuinely like kind of annoyed me because she's so really? frustrating. Like, she's self... Like, as a, I think as a literary character, she's probably one of my least favorite, like, female protagonists that I've read. Simply only and on behalf of Zoya Nazelensky because she exists. Oh, but yeah. also just because, like, Alina... It's hard for me to... She's just so self-pitying and, like, self-loathing and judgmental. And, like... But then, on like, on the inside, but on the outside, she's just, like, really strong and kind of a commander um Mm -hmm. like but her to the extent that like her verbal dialogue doesn't always match her internal narrative um because so there'd be times when i was like girl boss and then there were times when i was like girl boss um (laughs) but then i was thinking about it and it's like isn't that the epitome of like the pathetic female and like protagonist and like don't i love that and then i was like yeah because i do (laughs) like i love i just love a pathetic girl i just love a girl that's pathetic (laughs) like i I don't know why I was like, like I was annoyed the whole book, but at the end of the day, I'm like, but no, she's pathetic, and so am I. So I love it. <laughs> she's like, just like me for real, for real. She's just like me for real, for real. Yeah. So that was my, I just like, I don't know. I think like in terms of in the grand scheme of literary genius, she's maybe not like my favorite my favorite female antagonist, but I also am just like, yeah, girl, <laughs> you're so dumb. I love it. Keep, See, keep it up. See, that's kind of, like, why I liked Alina so much, because there are times where, like, she would say stuff, I'm like, 
girl, same. <laughs> like the letter that she writes to, I, I can't remember who, but she's just like, I don't want to go to your son's birthday party because I he kissed me, but I was mad that he kissed me, but then I'm not sure if he's mad that he kissed me. I don't really know what's going on right now. Alina Starkov, idiot. <laughs> I was like, idiot. That's so funny. Idiot girl. <laughs> Dumb idiot girl. Yeah. But then also she would be like frustrating in the fact that like the entire book, like she kept seeing these like visions of the Darkling and then she just wasn't telling anybody anything. No, no, no. I was like, girl, please, please speak uh, to someone. I was like, just talk about it. Please speak to the second army psychologist. Like, hello. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> uh, she's fun and quirky like that. So <laughs> she's not... She's not your valley anymore, so, but what is your valley? Oh, good transitional statement. Um, Thank you. I Also known as segues. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, I also known as... No, I'm just kidding. I don't have another term for it. Don't have my... Don't have also, my out segues today. are things that you ride on. I love public transportation. Um, I don't love... One thing about me is I love public transportation. <laughs> I'm, like, one of those idiots in, like, my my urban planning class that's going to, like, pull out a whole presentation with, like, a high-speed rail system on it, but, like, no feasible way to make that happen. Nice. That's who it's I like, am. like, this no. will help no one, but just know that I want it. <laughs> it would, I, this will help no one because I have no, I have no, well, I, honestly, I would like a high-speed rail, but I just don't think, I don't think we, we are intentional enough about that when we say that we want that. That's the thing about public transport. Anyway, this is about me now. Let's do Emberlin's. <laughs> let's do Emberlin's urban planning corner. Can we add that to this podcast? Yeah, I have a whole degree in this shit, so let's <laughs> let's let's add it in. Emberlin's urban planning corner, and then I like tell you all about like how Ravka would be better improved by a high speed rail system. <laughs> we should go into like every fantasy book that we have. Just like here's how things would be fixed if they just had a high speed railway. System. Yeah, they would have never had to journey out to like the very like like the the border of Ravka if they had a high speed rail system they wouldn't have to use horses that much yeah. <laughs> Kaz really and rapid. the rest of the crows wouldn't have had to travel all the way to the ice court they could have just taken the high speed rail system under <laughs> the water under the water because we have the infrastructure for that now don't you all magic come on um, I know <laughs> I oh petition for Lee to do like a third series where it's like it's like because she does a lot with like graphic and international politics but then mm-hmm. just add urban planning in just for me <laughs> just for you like make dedicated to Emberlin specifically in the third in the third crows book untitled it's just gonna be like Kaz and the others building a high speed rail system <laughs> building like a trolley line through the streets of, they have um... a trolley problem <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the ultimate trolley problem. And that's that they don't have trolleys, so they have to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my valleys. Um, so I, I don't know, like, I don't love the pacing of this book because, like, the first couple chapters, right, you're like, zoom, zoom. And then once you get to the middle with, like, the little palace, it just, like, took me so long to get through it, like, the first time because it kind of slows down there and that's fine, but then... Like, after that, the only thing that kept me moving along, at least this time around, was listening to the audiobook, because, like, Mm -hmm. after the zoom-zoom part, I'm just kind of, like, stagnating at the little palace, hating Mal, (laughs) like, walking around, like, seeing the Darkling in places and wondering why he's there, but not telling anybody about it! I know! (laughs) So there were a couple times when I was just like, but I feel like other than that, I don't know. Like, this book, it's really good. It, it, like, starts fast. You, like, where it ends is kind of, like, a fun, flirty place that made me jump right into the 
third book when I mm-hmm. first read it, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's definitely not my favorite. I think I think my my my, my value overall is just probably not like it's probably of the three books probably not my favorite. Yeah, but that's just means I have like a million bajillion like wonderful things to say about Rune and Rising. So yes, <laughs> um, how about you? Um, my valley was men leave Alina alone challenge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Like, all three of her potential love interests in this book all wanted her for either their own agendas or in a way where she wasn't completely herself. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously the Darkling is manipulative and abusive and Mm -hmm. and controlling and a walking Mm -hmm. red flag. <laughs> that's wearing black, so it's really hard to decipher sometimes. Even yeah. though it's not, because he immediately in this book was like, "I want your power." My <laughs> like, intentions are fully bad. <laughs> are fully bad. I don't understand why you don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I am the drama, and I want you to join me. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he wants his own po- her power for his own doing. And then you have Nikolai, light of my life, who suggested mm. that she be with him for like the sake of Ravka. Mm-hmm, and yeah. people are yelling at me right now. It's like maybe there's more to that. Listen, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. But like he generally like he was just like propose. <laughs> yeah, he's like be my queen because it'll work out for the country, please. So Nikolai had his own, you know his own narrative to fulfill uh, he has his reasons but still it's just like ah she can be more than that and she's still trying to yes. figure out what's going on and then mal still cannot come to grips with the fact that elena is a summoner and may actually want that life a little bit more now than the life that he knew her as or a life on the run and feeling weak all the time mm-hmm. and um also learn to communicate for the love of god like elena does too but like mal oh my god like his whole thing like I understand that it's a lot to be thrown into, like, this Grisha universe and your best friend who wasn't a Grisha growing up, even though, mm-hmm. well, she didn't know that she was a Grisha growing up, mm-hmm. is now completely different. Like, I get it, but also, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Stop it. Please get some stop. Help. <laughs> stop. Get yeah. some help. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, the entire... Ugh, like, he kissed Zoya, and I'm so pissed at him for that. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, for why? <laughs> yeah, that makes me angry. When I think about that, it makes me angry. Yeah. Unseemly yeah. angry. So, um, yeah, just all, like, again, all the men except for Tolia. <laughs> yeah, Tolia can do no wrong, babe. Man can do no wrong. I love him. The second season, the second season of Shadow and Bone is coming out on Netflix next year, which next is, like, year. crazy. Um, and... We kind of left things, for those of you who haven't watched the series, kind of in the same place that the first book ends, naturally. Mm -hmm. So do you have any ideas, Caitlin, about how season two is going to go, considering they have that Crow storyline mixed into this series? Um, I don't know what they're going to (laughs) do. As long as the Crows get to start doing their own plot... And mm-hmm. I see Nikolai have a fantastic intro and Tolia and Tamar be the badass that they are. I have no idea. Although, I genuinely do think that um, it, I think they'll easily be able to do a lot of Siege and Storm storyline because um, mm-hmm. the, the first season very closely followed, like even though they did change a lot, they still were able to follow the first book's story pretty seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, this will do the same thing. I just think that 
if like to me if it'll be done best if the crows aren't completely mixed in with the shadow and bone storyline because it was fine how they did it in the first season they got to do a little heist it kind of worked out that way i'm okay with that Mm -hmm. but i need i need the crows to have their own and i know we're talking about a completely different book right now with these characters but yeah um i'm just assuming that if you're here you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i think the crows should be completely separate from the shadow and bone storyline for season two um, I think we need to, with them, get their backstories. Yeah. Um, we'll get more of that and then maybe start, because in a perfect world, they'll maybe start getting to the point where they're going to do their heist that they do mm-hmm. and then maybe get to Hellgate. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying not to spoil it just in case there's people who are like, oh, no, don't do that. But like, mm-hmm. I think they could maybe get to Hellgate and maybe we'll get some backstory start maybe the plans for their heist but then they don't get to do it yet and then we get the announcement that they have their own show and that's where they get to do the whole escort <laughs> heist thing <laughs> like that's my dream i just i, like I need because i want them i need their story to be played out but i don't want anything else taking away from it yeah you know I like agree. i don't because you can't do their storyline and shadow and bone at the same time so yeah. i'm so nervous for how they're gonna do that but um i think truly where maybe um the siege and storm plot gets a little stagnant like it did in the book mm-hmm. like with at ravka and at the little palace that's where gonna, right. they're gonna flash back to the crows and that's where they're gonna start fleshing out some of their characters and getting more into hopefully <laughs> their storyline i don't yeah. know i'm so i'm so nervous for the crows specifically because i don't want them to be messed up and mm-hmm. i thought they did fine in the first season so right I just I want I want the ice court heist. I do too. Like so bad. <laughs> so like, bad. That's truly what I care about. Like for me it's kind of the same thing where it's like I'm really excited for Nikolai's introduction. Mm-hmm. Like I just am ready for that. Like I've been ready for that. He's so essential, I feel like, to the storytelling of like the Grishaverse. But at the same time, uh I really only give a shit about the crows at the end of the day. Like, um Yeah. And which is like again, yeah, I don't want to give too much away on that front, but do read those books, and oh, do like like engage yourself deeply in in that specific duology because it's so good. Um, so I'm in the same boat as you. I love it. It's like an own their own individual like original show. I yeah, I think it's fun. I genuinely know. do. I really like. I feel like because of the lull and siege and storm i'm hoping we'll be able to like use most of this season to really dig into the crow's storyline and i'm like mm-hmm. that is what i want i call it yeah. a, the their b plot in the notes but it's not their b plot. it's like their a that's the a plot for me i'm i'm it's here for a- that <laughs> no listen when i watch season one of shadow, shadow and bone i'm like i loved seeing everything come to life but mm-hmm. most importantly every time the crows were on screen i was there i was I in was like, it i was here, here for. this, oh, is, this is genuinely for. what i'm here for because who is it yeah. like I I love them so much and that's yes. why I'm just so nervous for the next season so I'm like I just I just I want them to have their own show so they can just do their own thing. They can just you do know? their own thing. Yes, yes, yes. I just want I want them. That's what I want. I, I want, them. want them. I just want them. Yeah. I saw I saw a gif set on Tumblr earlier of Cats and Inej and I was like, "Oh my god, I'll do anything to have them back, please." I yes, just, just give me them. Yes. I would have I would have done anything for like a movie for like 
any if if I was I mean I love again I agree I love seeing everything in the life but I would do anything just to have them just to have them yeah. back again that They're sounds great. like a song lyric I'm gonna write a song about that <laughs> the angst <laughs> I feel the pining I feel for them oh my god but like the casting was done so well and I mm-hmm. think what helped what made me be like all I care about are the crows in the show as well as in the books is the fact that the casting for the crows characters specifically are so on point mm-hmm. for the most part and I'm just like yep this is great also have you seen the teaser that came out for season two I haven't I think you should watch it right I now. know I'm putting it off I'm afraid okay <laughs> all right I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm like afraid to watch it but I'm glad I waited until until now I've literally been avoiding this I'm so scared it's been a month <laughs> I keep I kept telling myself yeah I'm, yeah I'm gonna watch it but then I was like I'm not gonna watch it I'm afraid <laughs> I, don't, I don't know okay we'll get your live audio reaction to it live reaction live slug reaction <laughs> live slug reaction from your girl okay whoop whoop we're in it oh ah <laughs> oh Oh, I'm, I'll sacrifice anything for you, Ben Barnes. <laughs> oh, why did I avoid this for so long? <laughs> it's literally 30 seconds. 30 seconds of my life I'll never get back. Thanks a lot. Oh, my God. I'm scared. Uh, I'm ready, though. But, like, it was so, it's so nice to just see a little bit of Nikolai and a little bit of Toya yeah. and a little yeah. bit of Tama. A, a little, little bit of Nikolai in Not also Mal and Alina like kissing. I They're know. Kiss. Yes. I'm not. So the first time I watched this when it first came out, um, because everything is so quick and it's literally nothing is really revealed other than look here they are yes. <laughs> in the teaser. But the first time I saw that clip of Mal and Alina kissing, just the way the sunlight is in that, it uh-huh. looked like the haircut of Tolia. So I was like, what are they doing? Hell, yeah. I was like, how are they getting this so wrong and how are they showing it to us? But then I watched it again. I was like, oh, no, it's Mel. We're fine. That's so funny. Can you imagine? They were like, let's change things up a little bit. Yeah. We're going to take the one character with literally no romantic interest and make him kiss the lead. That would be so cool and fun. We love creativity. I love it. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, I'm excited now. I just like it's yeah. so beautiful. Ben Barnes as always. Like I've never cared about the Darkling more than Ben Barnes uh yeah. as a ca- as like being casted as the Darkling made me care about the Darkling. So it's so I'm, correct. I'm here. I'm here for her. When I talk crap about the Darkling in the books, mm-hmm. know that when I watch the show and I see Ben Barnes, sometimes I go, hmm, maybe he's got a point. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're, like, you're also like not not yeah i'm like i'm like i hate this bitch but then it's like a meme that's like a picture of ben bars and it's like not him with like a little like, not him a little x over it yeah 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 i don't know i'll have to make that graphic that, that's coming out this week in preparation for this episode there you go so caitlin yeah. On a scale of one to five times, Nikolai corrects someone when they say impossible. How do you rate Season Storm? I gave it a three. I still enjoyed it, but it's definitely, like you said, the weaker book of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what really kept me going throughout was the characters, but I yes. do agree that the plot got a little meh towards the middle. Mm-hmm. And I think 
this book wouldn't have worked as well as it did for me if Nikolai wasn't there. No, yeah. Oh, full, <laughs> yeah. firmly, fully agree. Yes. Yeah. What about you? Same here. I think this is a three for me as well. It's not my favorite of Lee's, but I don't hate it. And I agree with everything you said. So. Woohoo! Yeah. Can't so. wait for season two of Shadow and Bone. Can't wait for season two of Shadow and Bone. Maybe we'll release a, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll, we'll podcast about it. You say maybe. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's like, maybe, maybe is a way of affirming that we have some, some secrecy that we're maintaining. Wink, wink. In our, in our business model. Wink, wink. Thank you for listening to Lift by Moonlight. Tune in next time when we torture ourselves with the wicked... Ah! <laughs> yeah! Ugh, Guess what we're reading next week, baby! Holly Black. The Wicked King. Ooh, we're oh both super, super excited about it. When Nothing I... When I positive at my agenda to see what we were reading next and it was this, I literally slammed my head down on the desk and probably concussed myself. Like, this is... I've been putting it off for so long, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Okay, great! Alright, see you next week when we remember that Cardin has a tail. You may not see me next week on that front. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be gone. I've resigned. <laughs> we, next week's episode is just 40 minutes of silence. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a statement. <laughs> this is what we thought about the oh, I'm scared, mommy. Me too! Bye! Bye!